Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 52 on popular opinion, baby items I hate. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey, hey, how is it going? I hope you are having a great week for us here. (laughs) Summer break is in full swing. It's going to be kind of interesting trying to balance work life and mom life now that all three of my kids are home 24 (laughs) 7. But um, it's going to be a lot of fun too. We have passes to. swimming place close by our home. It's a little water park and it's really fun. It has slides and it's big enough that the kids have fun, but it's also small enough where they can go off on their own with their friends and just have a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to soaking up some sun and just not having to stick to such a schedule. (laughs) Sometimes it's kind of nice to just be able to go and do what you want when you feel like it. So I hope that wherever you live, it's starting to warm up and you're getting some sunshine and some fresh air and you're able to go outside and you're just having a great week. I am so excited to share this podcast episode with you today. I wasn't necessarily planning on talking about this topic when I first came um, started putting together my ideas for a podcast episode, but this was suggested a while back and it's been on my list of podcast episodes to make. And it just popped out when I was looking through my list and I thought, yep, that's it. That's the one that I'm going to talk about today. And the title that I gave it is a little harsh. (laughs) I usually don't say that I hate certain items because I know that they can work well for some families. So listen, when I talk about some items today that I'm not crazy about, just know that that is the lactation consultant in me talking. And you may listen and say, oh my gosh, I have the item and I totally love it. (laughs) What do I do? Should I not use that item anymore? And here's what I have to say to you. If you have one of these baby items that I'm going to talk about today that I am not in love with as a lactation consultant and it's working well for you, then keep on doing it. Just like anything you hear in this podcast, there's going to be some things that you listen into that you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's for us. That's going to make a difference in our lives. We're implementing that right away. And there's going to be other things that you hear on this podcast that you're going to say, eh, not for us. (laughs) That's totally fine. You can take or leave whatever you want on this podcast. So keep that in mind as I'm going through the three different things, the three baby items that I do not care for as a lactation consultant. 
And I will say that many other lactation consultants feel similarly about these items. But again, if you use them and you love them, then you keep on doing you, right? Don't let anybody change you. So here we go. Let's just jump right in, right? I feel like sometimes I talk so much that these episodes can get a little longer than I would like them to be. So let's just go for it. Let me tell you the top three baby items that I do not care for as a lactation consultant. The first one is kind of a combined one, but it is the popular baby item called the Snoo, S-N-O-O, and also mini sleep training programs. Okay, so let me explain a little bit what I'm talking about here. So as a lactation consultant, I do get lots of questions about sleep training programs, which sleep training program I teach, um, techniques that I have for families to get more sleep at night. And the truth is that I don't promote any one sleep training program. There are some that I like much better than others. There's even a really popular one out there that is very much disliked along lactation consultants. And here's the thing. If your sleep patterns are unsustainable, for example, you are not sleeping at night (laughs) or sleeping at all for that matter, then I totally get that breastfeeding is going to be thrown right out the window, right? Because you're, if you're not sleeping, then breastfeeding may be the first thing to go. So I don't want you to listen to this and say, oh no, sleep training is not going to be a possibility if I want to breastfeed. I want both to be sustainable. I know that sleep is very high on almost every single parent's agenda. In fact, I just did a quiz on my Instagram asking you what my most downloaded podcast episode has been. It was with my friend Dana on sleep training. (laughs) So I get it. And I feel the exact same way as a parent. If I am not sleeping at night, then I am not functioning at any sort of level. And all everything seems to fall apart for me. So here's an idea. What if you could have your sleep and you could still meet your breastfeeding goals. What if it's not one or the other? What if you could have good sleep in your life and also be able to exclusively breastfeed your baby if that is your goal? So let's break this down a little bit more and I'm going to tell you how that is possible without any crazy gadgets or... (laughs) or expensive sleep training programs that are going to possibly dry up your milk supply. So first of all, let me start with sleeping through the night is considered to be one five hour stretch. Did you know that sleeping through the night 
is not 10 to 12 hours of sleep. Sleeping through the night is actually just one five hour stretch. If your baby sleeps for five hours straight, then guess what? They slept through the night. I'm doing that in air quotes because um, that's what we would consider sleeping through the night. Now there's this weird expectation in our culture, at least here in America, everyone wants to know, oh, is your baby sleeping through the night? How is your baby sleeping? We expect these tiny little newborns who have been inside your belly right next to you feeding continuously to suddenly come out into the real world after being inside your belly for nine months. And we expect them to just lay down on their own and go these long stretches at night. (laughs) Now, that's just not how it works. Um, Sure, later on down the road, we can think about going longer stretches. But maybe when you see a mom with a new baby, maybe the first question that you ask her is not, how is your baby sleeping? Is she sleeping through the night? Um, so let's talk a little bit about this fancy little gadget called the snoo. Have you seen these before? If you did a Google search right now and you searched for the snoo, S-N-O-O is how you spell it, you would see that they currently sell at this moment in time right now for $1,495. That's right. This is not a cheap baby gadget. This costs more than my first car cost. (laughs) When I turned 16, I bought a car for $1,200 and I did not have $1,200. So I got a loan from the credit union that I was a part of and I paid $100 a month for one year for my car and then it was paid off. So to me, it seems a little steep for a baby gadget to cost $1,495. Now, if you look at their website, do they do say that there's rental options for under $5 a day and how they explain, if you're not familiar with this product, how they explain it is that it monitors your baby. And if your baby starts crying, it responds with a gentle rocking motion so that you can get hours more sleep. That's what it says on their website. It uses white noise and it has this built in snug swaddling system. Um, (laughs) if you have actually seen one, It looks kind of a little bit more like a straitjacket, I would say, but they call it a snug swaddling on their website. And what they claim is that newborns start sleeping better in one to two days. Okay. So again, if you have a snoo and you love it and it's working great for you, then you keep on doing you. What I have seen and so many other lactation consultants around the world have seen is that parents who use the snoo with newborns they are masking those feeding cues when those little newborns wake up to feed in the night and they're working hard to get back to their birth weight and they're working hard to get a good start with their growth curve. They are not getting those feeds in the night. And 
as you know, your body works on a supply and demand system. And if your baby is not removing milk from your breasts, then your body is going to say, oh, I guess we don't need that much milk. Now, listen, those first few weeks, especially even up to the first three months of your baby's life, you are putting in your order for your milk supply. So I like to be really careful about pushing hard for your baby to sleep these long 10 to 12 hour stretches because that could really take a hit on your long-term milk supply. So let me tell you a little bit about some research behind baby sleep. Okay. And I will link this study in the show notes if you want to go and read a little bit more. But this study has found that it's actually normal for a baby to feed six to 18 times in 24 hours. Okay. Sometimes we hear six to eight times in 24 hours. But what this study found is that it actually could be normal for babies to feed six to 18 times in 24 hours. So if you do the math, if we're expecting babies to sleep 10 to 12 hour stretches, how are those feeds going to be fitting in all throughout the day? It's going to make it a little bit tricky. So I know that sleep is high on your agenda. So let me break down this study a little bit more. So they took 715 moms with babies between six to 12 months of age. And they looked about, they looked at how often these babies are waking up. And they also looked at how often they are feeding in the night. So in this age range of babies, which again is six to 12 months, 78 percent of them are still regularly waking at least once a night. Again, I'm not talking a newborn. I'm not talking a three month old. I'm talking six to 12 month old babies. were still waking at least once a night. Um, the majority of them, 78% of them are still waking at least once a night and 61% of them are still receiving one or more milk feeds in the night. Now, the good news is, is that both night wakings and night feeds slowly decreased with age. And they also found that there was no difference in babies who woke up or fed in the night between the families who were breastfeeding or formula feeding. So that can be something that is really helpful to know. So they did find in this study as well that if you feed your baby more calories during the day that may reduce the likelihood of night feedings, but it will not reduce the need for parents to attend to your baby waking up in the night. So what that means is even though your baby may not be hungry, babies wake up and need comfort for different reasons. It's not always just for calories. Sometimes it's just for, Hey, I need you. Where are you? I need a little bit of comfort. I need to hear you. I need to smell you. I need to feel you. And then once I get that comfort, then I can go back to sleep. So you might be listening to this and thinking, okay, Brie, so you don't want me to do these strict sleep training programs. You don't want me to get a snoo. And P.S. When it comes to sleep training, Um, if you are being taught things like, Hey, your baby should only feed four times by four months old. 
that is not something that is a biological norm. So if you are learning things in a sleep training program that goes against what's biologically normal for newborns to do, then that to me would be a red flag that this might not be a sleep training program that also promotes and sustains breastfeeding. Now, it depends what your goals are. What are your long-term breastfeeding goals? Is the sleep training program going to work you towards your goals or is it going to sabotage your goals? That's something that's really important to think about when you are choosing a sleep training program. If you do want one, of course, it's absolutely not required. I'm going to give you some tips of some other things that you can do because I get it. Sleep is still so important. So there is a lactation consultant named Lindsay Hookway who has done some great um, work in the advances of getting sleep at night without having to sabotage breastfeeding. And what she found is that instead of paying for these sleep training programs that are going to sabotage breastfeeding, why don't we work instead on helping parents to manage stress in their life and avoid GMOs and pollutants while pregnant? Because what they have found is that moms who were stressed during pregnancy, their babies had more crying time and anxiety later in life. So what about doing some mindfulness while you're pregnant and some deep breathing and some relaxation? Also, remember that diet and exercise affect sleep. Um even for your baby. (laughs) So I'm not just talking about diet and exercise for you, but getting your baby some exercise and movement and laughing during the day is going to increase a hormone called serotonin and serotonin turns into melatonin. We all know that melatonin is really important for sleep. So your baby needs stimulation. Your baby needs interaction during the day. Take your baby outside in the sunlight. Help set those natural circadian rhythms. And then two hours before bed, decrease that lighting, decrease that stimulation so that your baby can kind of wind down. Now, of course, bedtime routines are really helpful, but they don't need to be complicated. It can just be simple things that you do every night around bedtime so that your baby knows that it's time to sleep. Some things that I really love are a warm, calming bath followed by some baby massage. That is one of my favorite things to suggest. So there you go. There's some tips for you so that you can still make sleep a priority in your life. Let's move on to the second item that I am not crazy about, and that is milk strips. So these are little test strips that you can buy. You can dip them in your breast milk and they test for things like alcohol, nicotine, bacteria. There's even some companies where you send in your milk and they look at calories and proteins, vitamins, fatty acids, environmental toxins, and they send you the results. Now I'm not crazy about all these gadgets to test our breast milk because our breast milk is fine. (laughs) Our breast milk already has all the things in it. And if you're thinking about something like alcohol, if you are too drunk to find your baby to breastfeed, then yeah, you shouldn't be breastfeeding. And the good news is, is that you probably wouldn't be able to breastfeed your baby if you have your blood alcohol levels that high. 
So sometimes all these extra gadgets makes us feel like our breast milk isn't good enough for our baby. I can't tell you how many posts I've seen online of stored breast milk where moms will say, oh my gosh, I stored my breast milk and I don't have a big fat plug on top. There's not a big, huge layer of fat on top. And so that must mean that my breast milk doesn't have any fat. That must mean that my breast milk is not good enough for my baby. That is not the case. Everyone has little bit different levels of things like fat in their breast milk, but overall it's all still within normal and it changes throughout the day. It changes from feed to feed. There are fancy gadgets you can buy that supposedly measure how much breast milk is in your breast before and then after a feed. Um, There's fancy little gadgets that you can put behind your baby's ear so that you can listen for swallows through this fancy app. Again, I just like to keep things as simple as possible. And it's really not necessary to waste your money on these fancy little gadgets when your breast milk is already the perfect food for your baby. All right, you ready for the third thing that I'm not crazy about? This may come as a surprise to you, but I am not a huge fan of nursing pillows. That's right, I said it. I'm not a huge fan of nursing pillows. I find that they are bulky. They can be a little bit pricey, and you know what? If they work well for you at home, that's great, but what are you going to do Every time you leave your house, are you going to take that big giant pillow with you everywhere you go? (laughs) Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, Brie, I take that pillow everywhere I go and I love it and it works great for us and don't take this away from me (laughs) again. That is great if it works well for you. What I see happen so often is that with these nursing pillows, moms end up kind of crunching over with their back and bring their breast to their baby who's laying flat on this pillow. And it looks so uncomfortable. And these poor moms have so much back pain and they're kind of fighting with this breastfeeding pillow. What I like to think more of is leaning back and using your body to support your baby. So your baby's more on top of you. You're bringing your baby to your breast, not your breast to your baby. And then you use pillows to support your arms. That is what I find most successful. If that sounds confusing to you, then you need to work with an IVCLC. And hey, side note, I am now completely open for telehealth consults anywhere you live in the United States or outside of the United States. I can meet with you. I said United States at first because I am accepting insurance now. Um, You can just go to my website, breezybabies.com, and if you click on telehealth, there's a little button where you can check to see if your insurance covers three consults with me for completely free. You can just go and check it out there. I can even put a link in the show notes and it is no skin off your back. If they don't cover, it's no big deal. I do um, accept self-pay and healthcare spending accounts, but if they do cover, why not take advantage of it? It's no cost to you and you get three visits with me. And then we can go through things like positioning, even if you live halfway across the world. I have talked to families that live all over the world. And that's the beautiful thing about telehealth is you don't have to live right in my little spot here in Utah. I can still help you no matter where you live. So I'm really, I am 
honestly over the moon that I am able to accept insurance now. So, you know, go ahead and check that out and see if you are one of the lucky ones where your insurance will completely cover some consults with me. So, all right. You may have listened to these things that I don't love, right? I don't really love <laughs> snoo and sleep training. I don't love milk strips. I don't love nursing pillows. So you might be thinking, okay, Brie, what do you love? What do you really love? My advice to you is take that money that you might spend on all these gadgets and spend it instead on support. Hire an IBCLC, hire a postpartum doula, hire a pelvic floor physical therapist, hire a chiropractor, hire house cleaner, hire a food delivery service, (laughs) support yourself so that you can support your baby. Because guess what? All your baby really wants is you. If you are really gung ho on buying a gadget for your baby, then I would advise you to think about purchasing a wrap or sling for baby wearing. Baby wearing is pure magic. Your baby is still near you. They're still getting that comfort and that closeness. And if you're super good at baby wearing and if you had practice, you can even breastfeed your baby while you are carrying them around the house. And the beautiful thing about baby wearing is that you are completely hands free. It is a win-win situation. Your baby wins because she's close to you and you win because you can still move about and have your hands free. So there you have it. Are you still with me? (laughs) Have I lost you when I've talked about some of these baby objects? Again, if you're listening and you're like, nope, nope, I'm going to keep my nursing pillow. Then you know what, girl, if it's working for you, then you do you. Again, if you need some help, I would love to meet with you in a telehealth consult. I will put the link if you want to check your insurance. I would love to chat with you and I hope that you have a great week. I have a fun guest lined up for next week. So come back on Tuesday and you'll learn some more great information. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You are a good friend to all. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.